0: 12th of January 2023, It's Jim, it's the world of bonds, this is for professional investors only, never ever investment advice. So what does the bond market narrative look like as we start 2023? Well, I think it goes something like this, the most important thing of all for bond markets and indeed pretty much any markets is the headline year on year inflation rates are falling steadily in developed markets. So we go back to June last year in the United States, headline CPI was at 9% ever since then, it's fallen every single month. Uh, And now we got to 7.1% in November. We're going to get December's inflation number later on today, and that's expected to be 6.5% or something in that kind of area. So going down month after month, we do know a lot of this is about base effects. Oil, for example, is at $77 a barrel today on TWI. Um, And that's only slightly above where it was this time in 2022. But we know that for most of 2022, well, the average was at $86 a barrel. The high was at 106. So the base effects are likely to be um, effectively negative and forcing down headline inflation for the remainder of the year. We're also seeing year on year falls in things like global food prices. Used car prices in the United States are now in deflation weak gas prices as we're having a wild, uh, not a wild winter, a mild winter in Europe. Um, I think it's still important that people realise that in order for people to start being better off, we're going to need out, these outright price falls in commodities, food and you know, pretty much everything, not just a stabilisation in the inflation rates. In other words, if your wages haven't gone up to match it, well, then uh, a 0% headline inflation rate will get central banks off the hook and make it look like that, you know, we're in a kind of de- deflationary disinflationary environment, but that will still reflect a world of price pain for consumers, because, you know, pr- prices, the price level will have gone up, it will have stopped going up, but it will still be very high and um, you know, discretionary spending will be squeezed and people will be in big, big trouble. But nevertheless, for the, the narrative for 2023, inflation is over is coming down. And therefore, as part of that narrative, then central bank hiking cycles can be near the end. And on that, I guess, um, the the forecast from the market, the expectations from bond markets are that the Fed will be done in May, that rates will peak then at 5%. And even that there'll be um, mild cuts in interest rates towards the end of 2023. So, As part of that, the second part of the narrative for bond markets in 2023 is that the chances of a soft or at least a softish landing are high. And remember, this would be quite an outlier. Um, Soft landings are very rare indeed in history. Um, The other thing that would say that soft landing isn't likely would be to look at yield curves, not just in the US where we know that twos, tens or three month 10 year um, yield curves are heavily inverted. Both of those indicators historically would would say that uh, a recession is nailed on, and perhaps uh, a significant one. Uh, European bond market, government bond market yield curves are inverted too now. And bond markets do expect a recession, but even Fed research recently that I've mentioned before in the podcast downplayed the US yield curve as an inversion equals recession indicator and instead suggested that, the robust labour market that we have at the moment, not just in the US, but, you know, the US is the exemplar of this, that that's a better indicator that a recession wasn't inevitable. Indeed, um, here in Europe, Goldman Sachs this week um, crossed out their forecast for a Eurozone recession in 2023. They still have one in for 2024, but, you know, this delay is part of this change in view that things aren't going to be as Uh, terrible in 2023 as people had expected. Remember those recession expectations had been pushed out from 22 to 23 and now in the case of Eurozone for Goldman Sachs into 2024. I would say as a a aside to that for the UK the preliminary GDP data that we've got suggests that probably the last six months of the year you know two quarters of 2022 were both shrinking GDP quarters in the UK so we're already in recession or likely to be in recession there but for the US and the eurozone maybe it's not as bad as people had expected Um, uh, and the eurozone uh, recession being pushed back a little bit because of the mild winter that we're having and the low gas prices that we're experiencing as a result of that so as part of this the worst is over narrative um, and the recession might be mild narrative As a result of those, risk assets are rallying really hard at the moment. There's been a huge amount of corporate issuance in the bond markets in the past week, we've had some almost record days or at least the the highest days we've seen for um, years in terms of corporate bond issuance. Um, so, you know, but these bonds are being snaffled up by by bond investors who are looking at all-in yields, given the sell-off in all asset classes that we saw in 2022, and saying this looks attractive given that uh, we are likely to see, a, or hopefully we'll see a peak in government bond yields to central banks pause and then cut, and then coupled with a more benign economy and wide credit spreads, we avoided deep recession that puts credit in the sweet spot for um for investors and in, you know multi-asset investors as well as bond investors so as a, an example of what's going on the crossover which is the high yield index of eurozone uh, bonds it peaked at 670 basis points in terms of spread last year um, it's now at 410 basis points which is down itself 100 basis points in the relatively few number of trading days we've seen since just before Christmas. So a big grabathon. Remember there's quite often a January effect as it's called high yield often does very well in, in January uh, but you know this is more extreme than uh, we often see in this month. The final thing I'm going to mention narrative-wise is around a a growing aversion to the kind of perma-gloom narrative we've seen really, I guess, since Brexit or maybe even before that, back to the GFC and the Eurozone crisis. And I've heard or read something, I can't remember who, but suggesting that markets are now thinking about bluebirds rather than black swans. So bluebirds being the kind of opposite of black swans, black swans being these tail events that cause massive turbulence, massive uh, you know, downside risks. Well, bluebirds are the opposite of that. These are the tail events that where things surprise positively come out of the blue. And but by definition, they are of course impossible to predict. But I guess if you wanted to speculate on things that probably aren't quite bluebirds because they're they're a bit more plausible than that. But you know some of the good news stories that we could see in 2023 might be an early exit from COVID conditions for China with herd immunity acquired really very quickly, perhaps already acquired, in many areas of China, you know, in, in a matter of a couple of weeks, and I guess as part of that narrative, you'd also want to see no new significant variants that could cause concern for, for, uh, for the global economy again. So that could be, you know, some good news for us all. We had a, a semi-bluebird last year. I guess a true bluebird in terms of the nuclear fusion news that we came cheap unlimited free energy forever is obviously awesome news for the global economy. You can desalinate water everywhere for, for cheaps. You can grow food anywhere in heated greenhouses for for cheap uh, too, you know, so food and energy sorted out, transport sorted out, global warming sorted out. We're still decades away from that, but certainly as a as a starting point great news maybe some more to follow up on that other things to think about a peace agreement in ukraine or well, certainly uh, it looks like we're moving towards a stalemate situation in ukraine where uh, you know this could obviously grind on for years or decades even but with very little movement expected at least for the winter months and thereafter you know we're seeing um Western powers provide Patriot missiles, perhaps some proper modern battle tanks, etc., that will allow stalemate or peace to prevail in Ukraine, um, and. You know, I think that even if peace doesn't come in the short term, a warm winter would be a kind of bluebird that we're seeing at the moment that keeps gas prices very, very low and prevents the deep, deep recession that we talked about earlier. Other things, a breakthrough in Brexit would be great news for the UK economy. I think there's some noises about some sort of progress on Northern Ireland protocol. Anyway, um, all of these things would be good news. No recession would also be good news for lower government bond issuance. And that's something that scared me about the prospects for 2023. I'm not sure we can do a lot about that, but it, you know, it looks like there is demand for the gilt market. For instance, we saw the uh, Debt Management Office sell off some all those gilts that were bought as part of the LDI um, problems uh, that we saw in September last year big demand for for that. Bond yields, gilt yields are uh, performing extremely well as we start 2023. Yield curve is flattening. These are not signs that people are worried about government bond issuance at the moment. And so, you know, perhaps some good news stories coming through. And I hope that at least some of those uh, things do come to pass this year. Otherwise, I think risk assets uh, look a bit vulnerable. The, the very final thing I'm going to say today is just um, just an interesting story from the paper that's worth reading about. That um, This was last week. I tore it out. I couldn't think of a way of shoehorning in anywhere else. But, um, you know, the story was about Denmark's bank robbers counting the cost of a cashless society. It's from The Times, Wednesday the 4th. Uh, one of the benefits for cashless society, bank robberies in Sweden... Oh, sorry, in Denmark, fell down to zero last year. Um, so, you know, they just... Uh, It's interesting that cash is disappearing in a significant way, especially in Scandinavia. But uh, no bank robberies is a very interesting statistic for the modern world. Right, that's it. See ya.